Archibald's, two Archibald's and an Alan Archibald on the Hello and welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw. This is our first episode in our 12 Days of Archie series where we are going to release an episode each day for the next 12 days looking back on one of Alan Archibald's finest moments at the club each day. Up first, Jamie McDonald spoke to us about his memories of our 2-1 win at Airdrie in the 12-13 promotion season. Uh, that Airdrie game was it's a game that maybe not remembered by everybody as much, but obviously because of the Morton game obviously overshadows that a bit, but that Airdrie game was huge to us that season. I mean, we were losing to a team that we really shouldn't have. We now get the Airdrie lowdown on that game from Colin Telford from the Only the Lonely podcast. Yeah, for the season in question, leading up to the, the game that we're talking about, um, Airdrie weren't supposed to be in the, the championship that year. Uh, we had lost the final the year before against Dumbarton, uh, which was a bit of a, a painful one. Um, losing on the, 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 the playoff final, the first leg was a draw down at Dumbarton. You're hoping to win the home game, and we took a bit of a doing. Um, but then the whole debacle with Rangers unfolded and about, I mean, I think it was as, maybe as little as 10 days uh, notice Airdrie were promoted, which which sounds great, um, but we'd built a squad to compete in the, the league below. Um, the season actually got off to a, a good start. We played Dumbarton, who we'd just lost the last competitive game to at home in the first day, uh, and we won 4-1. Uh, and we then we won at Livingston the next week, so we're off to two wins from two. However, um, uh, the, the wheels come off shortly there afterwards. The the win against Dumbarton on the opening day at home was our only home victory that that season. Uh, we had a, just a very long toil. Dumbarton had been uh, down at the bottom of the league with us, and we'd managed to win at their place, which made it look as if they were got uh, dead and buried. Uh, at which point, Ian Murray takes the Dumbarton job. Uh, who's now obviously our manager and went on an incredible run uh, so we ended up marooned at the bottom so the, the game against Thistle uh, as well as it being key in you winning the title uh, was the game that mathematically re- relegated us but it didn't feel that big a deal it felt like the writing was on the wall uh, and the only team that we were in touch with was Dunfermline and that was only because they'd had a 15 point deduction so uh, it was a, a long and pretty horrible season uh, and the, the Thistle game was uh, right towards the end of it um, and w- whereas you guys were obviously in a, a very different place Yeah very much it feels like the, the, the not so much the cherry but whatever the, the, the bad version of a cherry is on a really bad cake for yourself The, 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 the shit a... in the sandwich I think it may be but Yes yeah, exactly Thistle's first match against the Erdogan that campaign had been an eventful one with a familiar face in between the sticks for the visiting side in October, Thistle had defeated Airdrie 7-0 at Farhill, their biggest ever win over the Diamonds. Former Thistle keeper and current goalkeeping coach for Thistle, Kenny Arthur, was in goals that day as he conceded seven goals, two from Chris Erskine, a penalty against Adam Muirhead, as well as goals from Stevie Lawless, Sean Welsh, Chris Dolan and Ross Forbes in what was a humiliating day for Airdrie fans. Despite doing the double over Airdrie at Farhill that season, the first game at the Excelsior Stadium so Thistle failed to end a hoodoo that had haunted them for decades. Someone had posted on um, Pine Bovril or, or one of the forums that, that Thistle hadn't won in Airdrie for. It was a crazy number of years. I mean, it was maybe as much as 20 years across both uh, Airdrie pre and post uh, liquidation. So uh, you kind of sitting in the first game when we're having this awful season uh, and you guys were doing really well. We scored early on. 
kind of backs to the wall a bit for the rest of the game. You scored with about 10 minutes to go, but it finished a one-each draw. This particular game saw Thistle finally exercise the ghosts of a painful defeat from 16 years earlier. Well, it was, it was more, uh, I mean, I was delighted to be invited on your podcast to talk about a famous Airdrie defeat. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just said to you, there was, a, there was a similar game from our perspective. So it was 1997, so a wee bit before, uh, and Airdrie were at that stage, we'd still been playing at Broadwoods in Cumbernauld, um, and we do, we had a really good season. It was when the, there was a playoff to get into the, the Premier League, as it was at that time, but it was between second top and second bottom, which I actually think is a much fairer system of playoff rather than being able to sneak in in fourth place, but that's a, that's a different conversation. So um, it was either St. Johnson or Dundee were clearing the league, but Airdrie were having this really good season, and they'd gone on a bit of a run, and we came to uh, we came to Farhill, uh, to, and, and Thistle were not having a great season, so it was really, it made me just think it was quite similar, um, but Thistle go 1-0 up. And then not only that, into the, the second half, uh, Gareth Evans, who would who'd come from Hibs, gone to Patrick Thistle, later played for Airdrie, uh, got put through. And John Martin, who was a goalkeeper of about tw- 20 years for us, uh, was always really good on one-on-ones, was fearless in rushing out and diving at a player's feet. Does that with Gar- Gareth Evans, but they get in a bit of a tangle and Gareth Evans boot breaks John Martin's cheekbone and um, apparently was very close to if it, if it had been a bit over it could have blinded him in, in that eye so it's a, a pretty bad injury, it's a big long pause uh, Airdrie have already used I don't know if it was two or three substitutions in those days so we've got no one left to bring on our uh, centre forward goes in goals um, and uh, and we come back from 1-0 down to, to win 2-1 and, and it was Stevie Cooper who sadly um, died a few years ago uh, but was a, was a great striker for Airdrie for a, for a few years but <laughs> had been a gymnast in a former life uh, and I think he could have been a, a good goalkeeper I mean his kickouts were uh, about 70 yards so he was launching attacks off uh, the, the kickouts Paddy Conley was his strike partner who was famous for scoring one of the two uh, ghost goals at, um, at, at Far Hill. So the one that was against Dundee United years ago and hit the stanchion and came back out. The defender caught it and kicked it away. That's very famous in Scottish football. Uh, he'd scored that goal. He was playing for Airdrie that day. But I mean, it was just a kind of unbelievable. And we, we went on and we got to the playoff. Unfortunately, we lost to, to Hibs. Um, but but similar, just like that, we, when, sometimes when you've got a winning team and the, the, the spirit's there, just the way that they can can, can stick in there and get the, the late victory. This game certainly lived up to the blood and thunder hype of Airdrie Thistle games of old. Plenty of controversy, plenty of goalkeeping heroics. It had everything. Looking back at highlights of the game, Airdrie's keeper Robbie Thompson actually made several great saves throughout the game. Um, he frustrated Thistle, just threw everything forward in vain trying to get a goal with no avail. Airdrie honestly could have been 2-0 when Andy Dowie pulled down goalscorer Liam Watt in the box, with Dowie somehow avoiding a red card as the referee denied a penalty, which surely would have killed the game off to be honest if they'd been given it. Uh, a few moments later, Airdrie were also lucky not to have a man sent off themselves when Sean Lynch cynically wiped out an on-goal Chris Erskine, but Thomason was able to stop Aaron Taylor Sinclair's free kick, and when shouts of Adrian handball were ignored later on, it just looked like it wasn't Thistle's day. Uh, and so when we come to the the, the, the game which was relegated us later on in the season, our second home game, again we score uh, to, to go 1-0 one, one up, uh, having been under bombardment from me. I mean, I just remember the game was really one-sided uh, and we scored against the run of play. 
and then the second half, looking at the team, um, because we, we said we're going to do this call, there's Ricky Lamy, who's now at Motherwell and was at Livingston, so he's got himself to the Premier League, and Gregor Buchanan were the, uh, the centre-half pairing, and Gregor Buchanan's in Al- at Aloha and has bounced about teams, the Vermont Falkirk, around our, our level for uh, for his career. So it was, I guess, it was a bit of talent uh, there in the uh, the... Uh, in the centre of defence, uh, and it was just a, a stout performance. And uh, kind of, we talked when I was on before. Adrian Thistles would see it as a, a bit of a rivalry, and there's like a, a not a song that ever really gets sung in the in the, the grounds, but um, you maybe get it on the buses. Adrian fans will sing to the tune of Dad's Army. Who do you think? You are kidding, Partick Thistle, if you think, oh dear, tree's done. So yeah, I was thinking, I, I just remember sitting in the thinking, we're rubbish. And yeah, here's Thistle, for whatever reason, we seem to have a really good record against you. Uh, humming that away in my head, quite enjoying the fact that uh, we, we were maybe going to be a span in the works for your promotion push. However, uh, the accounting the, the my chickens far too soon. <laughs> key memory of the game is, I was looking again for this, the crowd was only 1,600 actually, I thought it might have been more than that but I mean that could have been easily twice the number of Thistle fans, you had um, the stand opposite us, it was quite busy and then uh, the, the goal or you hoped it wasn't coming but the pressure was there and you scored that first goal on I think it was about 87 minutes, maybe even later uh, and just the the noise because you'd been quite quiet because it would have been a kind of nervy performance wanting to get over the line, not having a lot to shout about and the play, and it just erupted and you kind of, our hearts sunk a bit because you, you're hoping to steal a victory and just have at least one bright point in the season uh, and you could, you could Kind of tell the second goal might well come, despite how little time there was. Uh, the, the the you could feel the will of your fans. It's probably one of the uh, best examples where, especially with empty grounds just now, you really felt the crowd made a, a difference that that day. And I'm not really into the be the twelfth man and stuff, but just the uh, the momentum in the game, everything changing, uh, your tails being up. I was talking to another Thistle fan about this on our podcast, uh, and he said the he remembers distinctly the players grabbing the ball and running towards the halfway line. So, so the, the the Thistle players were definitely we can go on and do this, uh, whereas the Airdrie players were just dejected uh, that they hadn't managed to hold on. And sure enough, uh, then to put the to put the cherry on on your particular cake, uh, the second goal comes. moments of the game. Chris Elliott scored well B was a volley with his left foot. It was a gra- it was like a P roller, it was like a grass cutter, wasn't it? Right hand corner, I'm sure. Right right in there. And um, it led to absolute scenes in the away end. Well scenes of joy unfolded in the away end. There was one Thistle fan wailing in despair. Our podcast own David Forrest. I um, well, I I technically went to this game, but didn't. So basically, what is is I got. I think my bus had a puncture or some something Oof. like that on the way to the ground, and I was late as 
um, anyone who has ever been in this podcast will know I'm late for everything, but especially <laughs> um, on this day, I must get a puncture, and basically it was, I was sitting there, like, just fuming, um, and I, I managed to get there, um, I managed to get there quite a bit after kickoff, and they just shut the gates, Oh. and they were, and I went, and I was like, can you let me in? And they're like, no. And I'm like, no, really, seriously, I'm no joking. Can you let me in? No, absolutely not. And then I went, I literally went round the whole stadium trying oh, to shit. find a way to get in. And they're just like, no, it's all shut, go away and all that. So they get everything they fucking deserve for not letting me in. All I'm nice. saying is if they let me in, we'd probably get beat 3 0 and they would never been relegated. But, <laughs> you know, that that's on them, Airdrie right. Orange Football Club. Um, you have you reaped what get you up, sold. <laughs> I get it up, They didn't let you in. They didn't let me in. So I, I had I had that at our place as well. Once it was um, it was maybe even the last ever Airdrie Onions games before home game, and like that, I turned up late, and so the turnstiles are shut. So you think fair enough, and then like go to the front reception desk, and it, oh no, sorry, cannot anyone in after twenty past or something. Yeah, what's what's the point in that? I mean, that's, that, that's like a nightclub bouncer, isn't it? Telling you you've had too much to drink when you've had three beers or something. It's just, uh, uh, or you've got the wrong shoes on. What, what harm was it really going to do to take, uh, and take your 15 quid or whatever it would have been in those days from you uh, uh, and let you through? So, oh, well, there you go. I, I agree with you. We probably did deserve it for uh, <laughs> for that. Because uh, that, that, that's, uh, aye, how hoity-toity is that for a football club not letting a fan in? The dramatic win saw Thistle go eight points clear of their closest challengers, Greenock Morton, and put one hand on that Division One trophy. And the, the, the desire to turn it around, Alatoni in the 89th minute, popping up ahead of McCorner, then Christy Elliott, about two minutes later in stoppage time, getting the winner, and the scenes in the stand, it's just it's amazing watching that game on, and the, uh, the highlight of that game on YouTube or something. It's great, it's great to see it, just the, the passion from the players at full time. That game is a huge, is just a huge part of winning the title. That goal, it wasn't a season-defining goal, but it was, it was an important goal in the, the title race because I think we were, I think it was like the fourth or fifth last game of the season or something like that. It was, it was towards the tail end of the season. Uh, live long in the memory of official fans. And like see, like seeing it on social media, the the reactions for the for the official fans uh, on social media and, and like hearing hearing people talking about it, it's it, it, it sounds like it would have been fucking unreal and then I hate to remember just watching all the games for the promo, like promotion season games that I didn't go to games that I went to and games that I missed and all that kind of stuff and it was it was amazing that that's one of the that's one of the highlights that's one of the ones that I, that I like to go back on to watch so we're undoubtedly the better side that day you had a very good season um, I wouldn't begrudge any of that you, we're just hoping to, to cause a bit of an upset uh, and almost did but, but we're, instead we're part of a game which I think is one that, that you guys remember very fondly. Thank you for joining us on Draw, Lose or Draw and our first of our new series, The 12 Days of Archie. It was narrated by Matt Greer, edited by David Forrest with contributions from Kieran Ashton, Jamie MacDonald and Colin Telford. As always, stay safe and wear a mask.